0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele brought to you by Iron Company. Okay, so today we're discussing creating kids super athletes. We're wondering if the right template existed that had the right recipe or prescription, could we in fact turn almost any kid into a super athlete? Additionally, if we could infuse big men with this type of athletic coordination and acrobatic ability, Um, we want to know about that too and and see if we have any recommendations for that. So this conversation all stems from a recent article we posted in praise of Clarence Kennedy by Marty Gallagher. So first off, Marty, who is Clarence Kennedy? Because I never really heard of him until you uh, sent me the article and I don't think you heard of him till just recently no idea i I never
1: heard of him before three weeks ago lawyer your lawyer told you right marty
0: yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah.
1: we did his lawyer said watch the video yeah Yeah. dummy he said watch it dummy he
2: said if you want to see a real man (laughs) yeah and i was flabbergasted
0: but i mean who is he who's what's he do clarence kennedy well
2: he's just yeah i got turned on to it through this YouTube video, Clarence Kennedy Transformation, 15 Years of Training. And it's 16 minutes long and it starts out and it's this skinny Irish kid in this extremely destitute urban setting. And he's he's hanging off a scaffolding, I don't know, it's 15 feet off the ground and, and he, those two awkward muscle ups, right? So the the next thing you see is he's still 12 years old, but now he's dropping down from 20 feet to 15 feet and grabbing onto a second pole. Then he like rotates to the right, grabs a rooftop, then, he has to create enough leg kick and enough arm pull that he goes back up so he goes now from the roof to the second rusty cross member to the top one and he's doing this he's doing this for reps and the kid has no genetics i mean he's just a, a skinny boy but it's very impressive that he's able to do that so you know the video keeps going then he gets into a little parkour he wants to be a parkour guy
1: well that was the crazy stuff i mean uh, what are you, all those
2: well now they, now he's fif- 15 yeah. and they they have him they just all of a sudden they show him he runs up to a wall and I, you can do this on youtube that is twice his height I know because I stopped the video when he hit the wall at the bottom. So he run. imagine running up to a wall twice your height and he leaps up, he puts one foot about midway up and he gets on top of the wall. Right? And it's just like uh, I had to run that one back because I'm just like, okay, now I'm looking up at my wall myself. I said,
1: I, I couldn't leap over the my doorway yeah and the problem is this kid at a young age makes it look so easy so you're you have trouble if you haven't done it yourself which of course Mm. i haven't done that knowing how special it is until you break it down like you did right because when he's doing those flips and twists and i don't even know what you call those things Mm -hmm. he is so good at it like there's no struggle you know what i mean he just all this stuff he does it uh,
2: seems very um sequential
1: in other words yeah Now it was and they did a good job on the video making it too. So, you know. yeah
2: so then he gets into so now he gets into what they call tricking which I, I love and it's just i don't know god well, how would you define it jim guys doing sort of like breakdance kind of moves and acrobatics and
1: yeah acrobatics it's like gymnastics oh, and acrobatics yeah like a floor routine and a yes yes well yeah Right? Yeah, and
0: he's doing like windmills. Through windmills, the air, yeah. Right? And, all and, kinds and, of stuff. and
1: Maybe
2: some ballet stuff and some uh, hip-hop stuff and some all kinds of stuff. But it uh, it's basically come down to flinging yourself through the air. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And having the leg power. Yeah. And he's doing sideways flips. Like he runs... I'm looking at the video as we're talking. And, and he runs and he instead of doing a sideways cartwheel he does a sideways flip yeah right and again he's just a, oh now he's into he's able to do sequential backflips you know how you yep and and let's let's see is he using his hands i think so You've been a great cheerleader man oh yeah and then, then into the strength stuff he start doing great one-arm push-ups and uh what do they call the one leg squat the pistol yeah pistols pistol squad he's doing flags yeah, you know, human flags. It, yeah. then he goes to the flag and then yeah. comes the freakiest of all is the leap off the roof and how old is he when he does this 13 years old right i, I did it it's it's 20 at least 20 feet in the air a 20 foot roof and i got it in stop motion he he squats down on the top of the roof. I thought he hung off the side of the roof and pushed off. No, if you stop it at just the right point, he squatted down on top of the roof and he he leaps. He leaps off a 20 foot roof and he has to push himself forward 20 feet because he has to land on this concrete flooring. Because if he comes up short, there's a, there's a rusty barrier and there's a bunch of jagged rocks and stuff, so it's real important that he he hits the nice soft concrete anyway, you know. Yeah. From 25 feet. Amazing. So he hits it, and the way he deals with it is he immediately folds into a somersault. Yeah. A simple shoulder roll, but is that his? The instant his right foot touches down, he collapses he collapses and he just rolls and then he just pops up and he just goes on his damn way
1: yeah
2: right and if i was his parent or his grandparent i would have had a heart attack
1: yeah and most of the stuff yeah he's doing it by himself i mean i I was wondering while i was watching it somebody's shooting it right yeah Uh, well he may have just been set yeah he might have just set the camera right i'm just wondering you know like did he, is he doing this all on his own? Did he learn all this stuff all on his own? Or is yeah, yeah
2: you know it, what? It's, they it get it off like, the they get it off the internet, see? Yeah. You know yeah. you don't have to be in Chicago or New York City to learn how to trick. You can just see the video of the guys that are doing it. And then
0: he, when he like- starts Go ahead. uh, Let me ask you guys a quick question. So, all right. So he starts this back in 2006. He was 12 years old when he started doing the parkour training and all that. And the video is interesting. You should watch it. It goes through year after year. And, you know, so you get to see how he uh, gets better and better at what he's doing. Then he eventually gets into lifting and then you really see his physique start to change. But, to, to get into the uh, topic that we're really going to get into, let me ask you guys this, let me pose this question. Do you think, had you wanted to do this at 12 years old, do you think you guys had what it took physically and genetically to do this the same way as well, maybe a little better, maybe not so so well? Do you think you had the, the capability of doing this?
1: Well, maybe the better question would be is, does everyone have the capability, right? Does does everyone have that potential? Right. That's what I'm getting have?
2: to. Maybe we're skipping ahead a little bit and let me finish the narrative. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's a great question after we get through his evolution. all right. And we, we just starting here. So at 15 years old, in school uniform, he's able to do the the dance trick where you run up to the wall, put your foot four feet up in the wall and spin over Yeah, Mm -hmm. and land on your feet. Uh, He's able to do 10 backflips in a row in his school uniform outside. He hasn't touched a weight yet. Now in 2008, uh uh-oh, here's the first time he's 15 years old and he starts lifting, right? You guys with me?
0: Yeah, yeah, he starts yeah in 2008, 15 years old. He starts doing the clean and jerk, and he gets 100 pounds.
2: He's weighing, he's benching, he's doing 180 for eight reps. He's squatting 265 for you know five reps. It's just you know, and now he's 15, and it just his he just is taken to this Olympic lift thing, and I'm thinking to myself. He's got to have some good coaching. You, Jim, you know, this better than anybody. It is almost impossible
1: to learn Olympic lifting without expert coaching. Well, that's, that's, I got confused a little bit because there are times as he gets older that he's in a legit gym with like, there's an old guy like watching him and stuff like that. I'm assuming that's somebody helping him, but when he's younger, isn't he in his kitchen? He's in like a. Yes. I know
2: it's, it's like, like a corner. It's like a corner of the church basement.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think you know. It didn't seem like he was getting any coaching then. Now his form is impeccable. I know. If watch a, if you watch from day one, the brush on his clean is always he like he never screws it up and goes right right above his knee or anything. It's always upper thigh and his hips always come through, and he always has a quick elbows. Um, yeah. What's interesting also is that he starts off squat um squat jerking isn't that what you call it marty not split jerk. It's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah he does a lot of that right yeah, he, yeah. even heavy heavyweight, but go ahead it, you know why because he can't because he can he's strong enough and he's flexible enough yeah but he still has enough shoulder stability to hold it up too you
2: know well uh, it, it the, the 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 speed yeah now they so that they, now they're they're toddling back and forth between he's 15 and he's on the ball field and he's doing, he's doing a triple flip in the air, three rotations while he's airborne, Mm. right? He's got that much velocity, but then like in the next photo, all of a sudden he's 17 and he's snatching 300. It's like, what? Yeah. And they don't give body weight. I'm thinking, what do you think, Jim? To me, he looks like about, at, at that age, he's like, I don't know, 185
1: maybe. Yeah, I mean,
2: what was, yeah, he wasn't. They say he's six foot. He sounds
1: tall. That sounds tall, doesn't it? Maybe he is. I didn't think he was that tall. But you know what's interesting is that it wasn't like he got huge. Until no. he got older, you weren't no. seeing the traps and, no. arms and all that stuff. Right. No.
2: Yeah. How do no, how does a seventeen-year-old boy who can do these tricks snatch three hundred?
1: Yeah, because he's so explosive. So he's using that he can push through the ground harder than any other kid, right?
2: He can yeah. push through the ground harder than any other kid. Yes, yeah, so he,
1: and, and he's trained that. So when he went into lifting, he did an apprenticeship with that gymnastics and body oh, coordination. Oh, years years no, of that. that's,
2: that's interesting. Because that's kind of the same conclusion I ultimately come to too. Is that if you're trying to build, I think a larger question is: is I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time and a lot of years working with Tier One guys, and the, our main discussion for ten years, and again, particularly with the Master Chief, is we were talking about how how do you construct the super soldier? Yeah. And then it comes down to, well, first, before you construct the super soldier, you have to define the super soldier, right? And we had the first three parts right. We, In terms of strength, speed, and endurance, we had that down. What we didn't have down was the other two biomotor attributes, flexibility and agility. There are five biomotor attributes, speed, strength, endurance, flexibility and agility right? we had the first three covered. these guys have the last two covered flexibility and agility and when I say guys I mean him and there's another guy named John call who's doing similar work not he's not as strong as this kid but he's a, a trickster a 235 240 pound guy who can do tricks and deadlift 600, you know. Um, But again, the super soldier part of it that we were missing was this agility and flexibility that I think you kind of got to learn it maybe when you're young. I don't think it's teachable to adults, is it? I don't know.
1: I don't know, know, but- but, but They're not the piece of clay unmolded by then. You know, you're breaking breaking lots of bad habits. you get that kid who's never done any of that stuff, man, and it's yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of talk about. I mean, we we can talk about the right way to do it as a ki- as a kid, how to get them motivated to do that. What the, what's amazing that. about we... this, this Clarence kid is that it looks like he's having so much fun. Right, like there's sure. no time when you're like. Like you see how he gets so fired up when he does it. He's got a goal to do all this. It's not like he has a mom or or that dad who's standing on the sideline next to me yelling at the refs and the kids at the little okay. game. You know, it's like okay, this kid has this self motivation and self discipline.
2: This is the way I trained. That's this the way you
1: trained. The,
2: yeah, my me and my guys. I'd have my guys because they wanted they wanted it too. Did not you train alone, Jim? Yeah, I still do. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, how about you, JP? Didn't you train alone? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. That's the self-motivators, right? Yeah. That's- but, but this kid, there's another element about it that I think is interesting. What about the ferocity and the fearlessness of somebody who will leap off a 25-foot building? Well,
1: that's the thing about old, you know, old versus young.
0: About being a kid, yeah.
2: Well, no, that's not old versus young. That's
1: a a mindset, brother. That's what I'm saying. Mindset-wise, when you're older, you know all the bad things that can happen. It's mindset,
0: age, and the fact that you weigh 80 to 100 pounds. Yeah, well, out of every 100 kids,
2: there's only going to be one that's going to do that. Yeah. Okay, that's so special. That's so unique. That's a fearlessness. Yeah. That betrays a fearlessness, okay? So now you take somebody like that and you say, hey, let's do some of this here weightlifting. Now, it could have just as easily been, if he'd been in Marty's neighborhood, hey, let's do some powerlifting, right? Right? And then you got the new Kirk.
0: And I think Marty at an early age, he realized, he put the two together that this tricking and parkour and everything was was helping him or would allow him to do this Olympic weightlifting because I know he cites later that uh, it definitely helped him with his flexibility. So the increased flexibility helped him with his lifting early on. He says not so much later on, but he said it definitely did early on. So I'm wondering when he kind of made that connection. It must must have been early on. Jim, you
1: can address that about making the, what I was curious was, did he have this plan all along? Obviously not when he's 12. No, I I don't think so.
2: I don't think so, but I just think that he, you know, obviously he had people in that, his neighborhood, they were doing Olympic lifting. They weren't doing power lifting.
1: Yeah. I, I think he was really suited for that Olympic lifting.
2: Absol- well, yeah. And, and again, he's what? What are the attributes that an Olympic lifter needs in addition to strength? Let's set strength aside. Uh, speed, speed, agility, and
0: uh, Oh, well, that sounds like, like a, everything
2: this kid has. Everything he's right? doing, yeah, yeah, coming into it. And now, I- now you have these technically complex lifts. Is Jim? Is there any lift that is more technically complex than a snatch?
1: no it's very very i mean the clean has all those uh you know parts of the technique that one inch in front you're not going to get it you know same with the snatch
2: yeah but a snatch you've got to pull that sucker i mean that is the longest range of motion of any single resistance training exercise
1: and to pull yourself under and to have the leg to come out of it and to stand up with that and have the shoulder stability i
2: know yeah yeah. so what kind of guys suited for that oh i know a guy can do a triple lindy. <laughs> no
1: respect. No respect.
2: <laughs> right? That, that, I'm looking at another. This is, is, to me, is nearly as amazing as jumping, leaping off the roof at 13. So now he's six, 17. So he runs across the street. He runs up to a wall that comes to his eye height. Yeah. And he jumps up on top. Yeah. And then he turns around on top of the wall and waves at his guys. And I'm like, I walked up to a wall after he did that. I put my hand up against the wall. I stepped off I said, are you kidding me? I couldn't pole vault that, right? That kind of (laughs) spring. Could you imagine that kind of spring in your legs that you can leap up onto a five and a half foot wall? Damn.
0: Right. who was it uh, uh jim who's the mma fighter i think it's bj penn that could uh stand in a pool and jump out of it completely onto the deck oh i got guys who can do that phil I our, our a- friend a- our
1: friend phil can do that yeah yeah oh yeah that's who it was phil scarito yeah yeah phil scarito could that was phil scarito
2: can oh yeah
1: absolutely i mean he's phil, a it's, it's, yeah he's explosive yeah. man phil's definitely explosive
2: oh if phil had if hill had um Stuck with uh, powerlifting, we could have we could have made him a champion, but that he would have really- had to go on up to 181 pounds. Yeah. At 181, he would have been scary. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, because he's only like what five feet? Yeah, 105. Wow, well, that's not bad. Be-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'm, I mean he's he's a short guy. He's not that sure. It's Sorry about that, Phil, tool. if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> but you can't be much taller than five feet. Five th- oh, no, no, come, come on, man. No, oh, come on. Don't he's probably not. five five. <laughs> what? Like I haven't saying, seen him in a while. I don't that's, know. That's yeah, what what do you think he's, he's like, like following
1: the yellow brick road or something, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> nah, <he's... laughs>
0: Jeez. That's
2: like Phil saying about you that JP, he can't be much over 400. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't mean it as an insult, man. But that's my recollection. I mean, he's yeah. he's a he's just a shorter guy. That's all. Yeah. But, oh, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, to,
2: to make a long story short, eventually what happens is is Clarence. By the time he's like 22 years old, he's snatching 413, clean and jerking 490, clean and 507, standing up with it,
1: and and jerking I, what? clean jerking three nine what was it
2: no well he was snatching 413 and clean and jerking 490 and cleaning and standing up with 507 i saw that man that was impressive and these were like the second greatest Olympic lifter of all time is David Rygert. Rygert set 63 world records as a middle heavyweight. He was approximately the same size as Clarence. He was shorter and more muscular than Clarence, but they were roughly the same body weight. I think Clarence might be a little bit heavier, but the point being is that as a 198er, Rygert snatched 396 and cleaned and jerked 490. And then when Ryger got heavy, he, he went up into the 220 pound class at the end of his career. Although he never weighed more than 208. Damn. Even though he was a 220-er. And he snatched 408 and cleaned and jerked 506. So here we are, what? And that was in 1980. So now what, 45 years later? No, 80, 90, 10,
0: Just
1: as, 20, as aside, 40, 50 years long, later, right? How long between the first 500 clean and jerk and Rygert doing that? Like, is that in the same kind of time area? Yeah,
2: well, the first clean and jerk was Alexia. That would have been what? At the 1980- 76? uh, No, no, no. Was that 80? Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I I said 80. I meant 1970. Okay. IPF World Championships held in Gettysburg, or was it Columbus? It might've been Columbus. Columbus or Gettysburg, I can't remember. Uh, but he did the 501 clean and jerk. But you see, that's such an American thing. F- a 500-pound clean and jerk doesn't mean anything to Europeans because they go by kilo. So they're going like, oh, we're so excited by a, whatever it is, a, a 237.5 clean and jerk. They're like, what? And they're like, D- you broke the 500 barrier. And they're like, well, yeah. They think in terms of like, you know, 200 kilo, you know, that, you know. 180 kilo, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so anyway. So
1: Clarence but, was right there.
2: And Clarence is exhibiting Ryert like strength 70, 80, 90. 50 years, 50 years later, but you know what? Ryger couldn't break dance.
1: <laughs> couldn't do flips. No.
2: <laughs> this kid can, did you see when he did broke into the breakdance moves, sort of on the spur of the moment? And I might add, on a concrete floor, and he's he's doing all the cliche breakdance moves so effortlessly, no problem, look at this, look at that. Mm-hmm. Twisting himself, spinning himself. His, his By the end of the video, he's doing pause squats with 660, right? He squats down to the ultra bottom, sits erect, takes a minute, then comes up because what he's trying to do is he's trying to develop recovery strength from the lowest point of the clean, right? And when you clean a weight, you have to take a, a slight second to adjust and then you get to come upright. So there's no point of bouncing in and out of the low point of, of a squat. If you have to pause before coming erect with 500. So he purposely in his back squats, goes all the way down, and then at the bottom, makes a little hip adjustment and then comes up and it's just like, oh my God, and that's 660 with no belt.
0: Man, he's yeah, dead. he's, he's, he's dead to dead the floor. Dead. Yeah,
2: and he's deadlifting 740 without a belt and he doesn't even do the lift.
1: He's got you know, For different than most Olympic lifters, he's bench pressing at the same time.
2: Yes, he's benching uh, good weights. I think he was benching
0: 440, I think. 440,
2: paused. Yeah. And again, with a real narrow grip, and it's like, oh, man, I could change 27 things about this guy's bench to make him
1: stronger, right? Yeah, it's like an afterthought. Oh, let's go bench 400.
2: Yeah, but again, and then he can go out on the field and just do this extended gymnastics stuff, and it's like, okay, to me, this is the athletic wave of the future. Again, we have the first 30 biomotor units down. And again, the master chief would agree with me, the super soldier project, we got that. We know how to make them stronger. We know how to give them more endurance. Uh, and we know how to make them faster. But we don't have down the agility and flexibility part. And with a kid like this, you look at this. And as a, an adult, you go like, you got a guy who's strong as Riger and has Olympic, floor routine abilities, this has got to be the athletic wave of the future. Can we bottle this? Can we train this? Can we teach this? Or is this just some sort of a Bo Jackson, Jim Brown, Will Chamberlain, genetic wonder once in a decade thing? So that's the question, Jim. Do you think it can be taught?
1: I think to a certain extent. I mean, I think you can always make uh the kid who starts early and they do it right and without injury will always be stronger, you know, with correct coaching will always be stronger or better or more agile up to a certain point where they, than the other kids until he, they run up against the genetic freak who is also doing something like that. Right. And then that's, that becomes where genetics just, just sort of take over.
0: Yeah. I think you can get the masses to a certain level. And then like Jim's saying, yeah, then you, you, then the, the gen, genetic freaks start to appear and go above and rise above that. And you know, they if you use,
1: right, I'm sorry, JP, Few
0: and far between.
1: Yeah. But the good thing is, is you get a kid like this who doesn't know if he has crappy genetics or not. Right. He doesn't know, know. He just is having fun and he likes doing this. And hey, let me try lifting and all that. You know, maybe if on the hoof, like, you know, when you first see him, like Marty was saying, when you first see him, he's what, 100 pounds or something? You know, you'd be like, oh, this kid has no shot. Right. But if he because he tried, because he did this, now we know his genetic potential. Right. Now we know where he could go.
2: I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture of him now and he's uh, 17 years old. I don't, his arms can't be more than 15 inches. And he just cleaned 396, <laughs> right? And it's like, it seems
1: impossible.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like you said, he didn't put on the muscle until no. you know, he got
1: 19, no. early 20s. So quick. He, look, listen, no time under tension, baby. Everything he does. So if I was yeah. going to say, hey, Clarence, you got to do those squats slower, man. You got to do all this the bench pressing slower and you got to you know, have some grind reps and you got to do some volume. That's how he'd get big. Clarence is so explosive, he never does anything slow. No. Right, so he's using momentum. He's in the air half the time. Yes. right. And so you're not gonna develop, because there's hmm. no time under tension, you're not gonna develop huge arms and things like that. You're gonna develop a physique that looks, I hate the word, but it looks very functional in life. Right, and it's exactly, it, it speaks to what he does. So when you look at him, you could say, oh, I believe that that's an Olympic lifter. You know, I guarantee his quads, quads have some size on it. His erectors are probably standing out in bold relief, right? Why well, have big arms? He doesn't need big arms.
2: You know you know what he looks like to me, Jim? He looks like the white free safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. You, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. He has that type of physique, right? But Marty, isn't that the – if we're talking about super soldiers – Right. They don't wanna get all bulked out. That's kind of the perf- perfect physique. I mean, you're, you're not too muscle-bound, you're strong as hell, you're agile, you're explosive,
1: right. right? That's well, what they're looking what for. what your job is, but yeah, just, yeah, most of the time I would say that's true, yeah.
2: Well, and I would just, the only correction I would make is, is uh, first I want <clears throat> the motivated kid, it's gotta come from them, then you want them pre-trained in in this stuff. I, I got psyched up. I went to an indoor parkour park. I didn't even know there was such a thing.
1: Jim, you probably knew all about them. No, no, I've seen in, it. In? I've seen those those guys up on the skyscrapers and it,
2: well, uh, was, this was yeah. in Alexandria, Virginia, and it was indoors. It was a massive place and they had And the kids were running around, and they were swinging off ropes and climbing up rope ladders and leaping and jumping. And I I noticed, I said, the physiques on these kids is very good. Yeah. Right? And I like that. I said, give me some of these kids that are motivated. and But I, I don't want to teach them Olympic lifts because I really don't know the Olympic lifts. But how about if you... Pose this, Jim. What do you think if you were to take a kid like that and teach them the power lifts and the power training that we know? And how are you? How young? Well, I mean, uh, I don't want to start them on any kind of heavy
1: training until they hit puberty. Right, so around 13 or 14, probably 14.
2: I think. Yes. Yeah, something like that, right? And in the meantime, they're doing the flips and the break dancing and the... Uh, what else would I want them doing? I like them wrestling. Yeah, yeah, wrestling's <laughs> great. We like um, that wrestler, that wrestler psych, that wrestler mindset. That we love that, that mental, mental thing of, of, that
1: wrestlers have. Yeah. And, and I think, as far as that type of strength, there's a lot of isometric strength yes. in wrestling. I think oh. it's great to develop that yes. without loading their spine, you yes. know, weights. Um, what, a, what a great preamble. Exactly. And you just right. can't let them lose, you can't, you can't let them lose weight. We're not in this. No. Yeah. So, so. Uh, no, but- we
0: want to create little powerhouses.
1: Right. We have a big, a long-term plan. Right.
0: But, but let me, let me ask you guys, as yeah. you introduce these guys, these athletes at the parkour course to powerlifting, do they start eventually after they've been doing the powerlifting for a while, do they begin to lose those skills? I
1: don't know. Was one of those about.
0: parkour skills.
1: Yeah. I think That's you fun. have to still do some of it or. Maybe you've said, you've, you've, you've said, well, I've developed enough of it. Now I'm specializing. So there's two, there, there's two ways to do this. You know, develop this super athlete, super soldier. You can specialize early. Like if you want this kid to be a, world, a, a, a great soccer player, hey, man, he's, he's got to start playing soccer as soon as he can walk, right? And never let him do anything else, right? No way.
2: But why, why don't we strength train the super soccer player one time a week and make him trick?
1: Right, you can do that. I'm saying you'll be a better soccer player. Okay, that's that's another school of thought, and the other one is what I believe is, and this is what I try to do with my now, kids. Can, can I a,
2: can can I come back a minute? So yeah. you're saying the first school is only play soccer? Or, yeah. So you specialize okay. in what you're going to do. I Understand it? There was in that was the way there was in Olympic weightlifting before Paul Anderson came along. That's the thing that Anderson did, and why he was so. Profound is before Anderson came along, the belief was the only thing that you did in Olympic right. weightlifting with the three lifts you, right. you would overhead press, clean yeah. and press, snatch, you could be a squatter, a split snatcher, or and clean and jerk, and that's all you did. Anderson came along and said, Well, I'm just going to get real damn strong, and who cares about technique? I'm going to overwhelm these weights. I said, Well, you should only practice the three lifts because it's all about technique. And Anderson, well, I have terrible technique, but I'm just going to pull these weights up and give me my
1: Olympic gold medal. Right. And who else did that? Shane did that too. Shane Hammond.
2: Shane did too.
1: James was squatting a thousand, came over. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden he's one of our top lifters and, you know, in the whole country. So. Well,
0: I think, uh, I think sports was along that same lines because remember what Brad Gillingham was saying, his, his dad, Gail Gillingham, played for the Green Bay Packers. He was actually in the first uh, Super Bowl. And Gale was one of the guys that started weightlifting in the offseason, where the coaches back in those days were not for it. They, they thought it would make you muscle-bound and uncoordinated and all Slow that. Just up. play football. Yeah.
1: Slow you up.
0: That's right. So oh, the, yeah.
1: other, the other school of thought is that you you have them play sports without specializing, and you have and even if you say, OK, I want my kid to be a football player when he's in ninth or 10th grade. But your plan is, hey, I want to make him as athletic as possible. So you do the gymnastics, tumbling, parkour, whatever, you know, that kind of thing where you're you're learning that body control. You do something that has hand eye coordination. Body control. I like that. Yeah. You know, hand eye coordination like boxing. Right. Or like lacrosse. OK, you got to th- throw in something with is with uh agility or is you have to be able to escape from something lacrosse football um you know soccer somebody guarding you things like that you know awareness of where you are when you're moving compared to where the ball is where the person is that's basketball things like that right so you have them play all these type of sports with those different um those attributes that you're trying to work on then as they get closer to you know getting to that high school age you start to specialize so that's the two Two schools of thought. I like the the playing all kinds of sports and making sure that like it doesn't do any good to have the kid just do soccer. Okay, right. You have to develop some other you have to develop that coordination, that that um, body weight strength, that gymnastics or tumbling or, you know, something like that does. And you have to develop all those attributes. You just can't do you know one. So, you know, it's it can be done, especially with a plan just like that where you yeah. say, so, hey, I'm going to do all this stuff and just well, make sure you include the right things to develop those attributes.
2: Well, I have, so, if I may interject, if you don't yeah. mind, yeah I would just ahead. like to say, I think that both those schools are stupid. Okay. <laughs> I think that when I look at this guy and he's 18 years old and he's clean and jerking 470 and he's doing this incredible open field work where he's just spinning and leaping and jumping and going from one foot to another. And then I go, What's the sport? Um, I'm bringing this guy. And he's got this incredible strength and he's got this incredible athletic ability. And it's like, What do you got? What are we playing? Rugby? Okay, put him in. Football? Put him in. You know, whatever you pick. This guy is going to be, he's going to have all the biomotor attributes covered. He's going to have strength, speed, agility, flexibility. What did I miss? Endurance. He's yeah. going to have it all covered. There'd be no empty bases. Then it's just a matter, you hand them over to the coach and say, now we've devoted, we've developed their biomotor attributes, maximally all five of them. Now you develop their skill sets. right? Now you do your coaching and whatever the sport is, whatever golf, whatever it is, but we're just gonna hand you this incredible athlete that has all every motor pace covered. And that's what excites me about seeing a guy like this, world record strength. And, and this is a big guy. This isn't some, I've seen agility like this in 130 pound people, right? But this is different. This is
0: big guys. But can he still do that, Marty?
2: Well, can I'm Clarence at, still
0: do I'm, parkour I'm, I'm, and all I'm, that I'm
2: stuff? Looking, I don't know, buddy, but I'm just saying.
0: So that's the interesting question. No, it's not. Because the, the path that he's taken, be, having the level of strength and the amount of muscle he's got now, is he still, can he still do those parkour Yeah, but things? does he need to? He still do the tricking? That's the question. Maybe he, need- maybe he doesn't need to. It depends on what he personally needs does he still need it Uh, according to his personal wants or his occupation or whatever does he still need it if he still needed it can he retain that this is i
2: don't know about that but it's the new athletic template
1: yeah i think it's more of developmentally doing the gymnastics and tumbling and all that stuff that's what developed. To start because, with. To yeah. Start right. That was his Youngster. foundation. Yes. And now we can move on past that. Yes. And then right, let's, right, right. Then let's strength train him. him.
2: Then let's strength train him. Right. And if That's I had an idea at, at. That,
1: yeah. that Clarence was going to do a sport besides like Olympic lifting,
2: pick something.
1: Then I That's was going to be great in it. Be baseball. Well, I I mean, he has no hand eye coordination going in that stuff. You don't he, know. He doesn't you have know. side. Well, we, we just know what we saw. So he doesn't have side to side stuff. He's not having.
2: You don't know that he doesn't. I'm just, I'm just handing them over to you
1: with all yeah, I'm going to be like okay, cover my kid who's been playing basketball since he was four You got um, yeah yeah But on the one
2: hand but on the other hand maybe you need a good rebounder you know
1: <laughs> okay all right okay so what's going on with Clarence now what's his deal JP you know
0: well yeah I did a little bit of research so it it First of all, okay, so his, just for the record, so um, his last lifts that I saw, so his max uh, bench was a paused 441, a paused squat of 661, and a deadlift Mm -hmm. of 750. Now, I don't think he ever competed in Olympic weightlifting. However, I know he's done one small meet in the UK for powerlifting. I think he's, he's kind of carrying over now to powerlifting. I don't know that he'll cease doing Olympic lifting, but he's starting to do powerlifting. Holy so that was back in 2019. There is a uh, video of him competing in his first meet. It was out in the, the UK. I mean, his numbers had- are Olympic stuff.
1: His numbers are you know weightlifting wise, they're Olympic level.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he's got a 750 deadlift and a, you know, 660 squat and all that. So I'm sure if he concentrates on those three lifts, he can, for powerlifting, he can bring that up. Um, Another interesting thing is that I was reading about his squat and so he's got, he's, he's doing at least at the time when, uh, when he gave this information. So he was squatting every day and doing five by five. Uh, heavy four days straight and then one day off. Yeah. I, I've i never heard of that. Have you guys? I mean, that's yeah, the Bulgarians twice a day. Mm-hmm. Olympic yeah. lifters, and max- is that what they're doing? Squatting twice a day? Yeah, and it max- like, yeah they max yeah, every yeah, single yeah. day yeah. for yeah. powerlifting, right? No, for no, I mean, we said Olympic lifting, yeah, Olympic. for Olympic
2: lift, Olympic weightlifters train all the time. I mean, they put in two to three hours a day, six days a week. And if you're in Bulgaria, they said, well, it's
1: like having a day job. So you show up at nine and work (laughs) till five and, you know, you just work the hell out of you. JP, go on YouTube and look up uh, Bulgarian training hall tapes. Yeah. And and you'll see in the same day, those guys, and then the next day coming back and doing the same stuff. And the next day coming back, you know, there's a high burnout rate, but man, Mm -hmm. the guys that make it through. Oh yeah. They're champions. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that, that contrasts pretty greatly compares to what we're always talking about because we need rest. We need the central nervous system to fully cooperate. You know, Marty's always saying you can't train 102% with a central nervous system that's only recovered 78%. So, I mean, is the key to them training every day like that, that they're doing a very minimal amount? It must be, right?
1: I think you have a very controlled environment right and you know the story of their coach i can't say his name Ab Abhijev, whatever yes. the, the his thing was you know everybody said oh why are you training eight times a day you know is that a for a better growth hormone response and all this and he's like no they party too much right. they go out all night they're smoking or drinking vodka yep. so i need to keep tabs on them and i need them to be recovered and if they do that they'll never make the Olympic team so we're going to train eight times a day get them in here at <laughs> five in the morning and, and then it turned out you know even with the high burnout that that created champions you know but i think we're missing also and, and he would admit it i'm sure that there was other super supplements involved in what they were doing also and we talked about yeah. that with and and oh yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. they were they were, they were hevi- heavily using performance enhancing yeah. drugs and that that helped them cope also you got to remember the big poundage difference between doing snatches and doing, I don't know, uh, power lift squats. It's a massive amount of poundage difference, right? Between doing yeah. a, whatever, a three, 300 pound snatch and a 700 pound squat. Yeah, it's a different uh, physiologic toll. Sure.
1: You're saying the squat's more,
2: yeah. Oh God, yeah, because just well, the the, yeah. sheer, the sheer poundage involved right. or even a bench press or whatever, overhead pressing the snatch and the clean and jerk are relatively light in relationships. So uh, you could, you can do more and more often. Also they're highly technical and because they're highly technical, they need to be practiced a lot to say and to improve. And, and obviously that's, that's what they, what they do and it works for them, yeah. Yeah. but it has uh, given a choice. I would not, wish to be an Olympic weightlifter because I don't want to spend two hours a day six days a week practicing my art
1: I really yeah. don't yeah that's like the Phil Wagner when he told that story about his the coach who was Polish and he was an Olympic champion and he said hey you know why am I still doing 20 sets of, of overhead squats every single day you know he was yeah. doing 20 sets every right. single day ever I was like I didn't really feel like going to the gym you know?
2: yeah and they asked him, and, and and the guy said, "Like the soup Nazi, you, been two months, no come back."
0: Uh. What kind of accessory work do you think a guy like uh, Clarence Kennedy would be doing? Very, very little, just a few uh, select exercises. What do you think, Jim?
1: I mean, if I was him, I would just be doing what I was trying to get good at. You know, I mean, if if. You know, obviously, if his, let's say he's hitting a sticking point in the bench and he needs to do close grips, so, you know, maybe it's, you know, his lockout. So he adding in some close grips and things like that. But maybe for some injury prevention stuff, but he doesn't need to do a lot of other things. You know? Olympic, so,
2: Olympic lifters don't do a lot of lifts. They, they're very, they have a very slim menu.
1: If you watch Demas, who was the great, geez, where was he from? Greece, I think. Yep. Uh, you know, he cleans, cleans and jerks, jerks off the rack snatch front uh, squat front squat back squat and it's about it and do some presses he'll do some presses once in a while but always singles and doubles Mm -hmm. and it's so nonchalant you know that's my favorite he he freaking fronts i mean he was little huge quads teardrops hanging over his knees he squats like five something you know no belt just it's just like the coach yells out the numbers and he does it and then this is a front he
2: he did yeah he did 660 back squat for
1: a double right so this is a front squat he's in training and it's like four days out. You know? Oh yeah, and Crazy. then walks in with the four hundred something, puts it on the rack. You know what I mean? So he cleans and jerks and puts on the rack, takes it off, front squats it a couple times. You know, just, it's just a, a amazing kind of strength, man. It's just really cool stuff.
0: So, so the accessory work, I I did uh, pick up on some exercises he was talking about. He doesn't do a whole lot, but um, just FYI. Uh, trying to see what if you would pick the ones that that he was doing um so rear delt flies he actually does some of that uh to kind of balance out the shoulders because he's doing so much benching
1: right and that you know what else that helps with that's the stability and the snatch and the press yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. then he's doing some uh glute ham raises some back yeah. extensions I do um, he's doing some bicep curls but i think that's about it not yeah. too much
1: yeah yeah, that, that's sort of what I said before. You know, it doesn't need a lot injury prevention. That's it, you know, or stick it.
0: Should a guy like that do a lot of mobility exercises, or it all depends? Well, I mean, what do you think?
2: What do you think, Marty? Uh, I don't really understand the question. What do you mean, mobility exercises? He's the king of, of well, leaping and jumping and twisting. And so,
1: yeah, so
0: here's what I'm you talking did. about. Go ahead. Well, right. But, uh, you know, as you get older, probably uh, mobility exercises, take a uh, go higher mm-hmm. on the totem pole. But I mean, stuff like stretching. No. Uh, I don't know. You guys probably aren't in the foam rolling or anything like that. I'm not really either. Um, <laughs> I wish I would invent that
1: stupid thing. I wish I would invent invented. <laughs> the roller? <laughs> Amazing, yes. Oh my God, I see my- people in the gym, dude. They come in, they foam roll for 20 <laughs> minutes. Then they do these, they, you know, they 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 <laughs> take a two-pound kettlebell and do squats, and I'm like, I'm on my fifth set. I just I see that, that first too. Set go you know, snap, crackle, pop with the knees and hips, you know, it feels like you're going to fall off. And then <laughs> by the second set, you're all right. I can't it's, do that. release. It's, it's very important.
2: Back in the 1980s, the big rage was you had to stretch before you lifted.
1: Yeah. Which actually reduces your power.
2: Output. <laughs> well, you, know, you have to, you have to warm up and stretch your muscles before you lift. Otherwise you hey. could get, could, no, let me finish. Otherwise you could get injured. Right. So I used to take great, pride in going in and I could finish my entire deadlift workout in less time than it took them to stretch out yeah. and I just go in and one, two, three, four, five, six, set, see you later, bye-bye yeah. and they'd just be stretching out and getting all limbered up to go sit on the machine and do eight reps in the sub-maximal bicep curl. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah oh i you know my daughters were in uh competitive cheer too and i remember seeing them looking over and the coach you know has them all sitting on the ground in a circle you know they're kind of doing the splits their legs are wide open and he's pushing them to the floor and this is before they've done that you know they just walked in and bam it's To the floor you go uh with these stretches and and all that they're not warm they're not anything but yeah you're right i think uh, they
1: should they should just you just want your body to say oh we're getting ready to do this that's what you want to do so if you're squatting you're gonna squat 500 hey i'm gonna put on 135 and my body goes oh i'm gonna get warm in the movement that i'm getting ready to do you know or get on the
0: exercise bike right that's yes i mean then i gotta go do
1: warm-ups too though I mean, then I still got to do the stuff
0: with the bar. Right. If you're having some knee problems or whatever, get on the bike for, you know, five minutes or so, and then go do your, you know, I've found that I've had to do that in the past too. If you've and really so you're getting your issue. body
1: temperature up, you're, you're just getting your body ready, getting everything
0: warm, getting, getting ready to go. And then going and doing the, the warm up on the exercise in which you're going to be doing. You
1: know, the, the, when you asked about mobility and Clarence, he was doing mobility like crazy. Mm-hmm. He was mobile as hell. He probably needed to be a little stiffer as time went on when he started really weightlifting.
2: Uh, again, yeah. I, I, I think it I, would, I think it would be um, I don't know. I, I think Olympic weightlifting is very impactful. I mean, you're catching a lot of yeah. weight. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. catch, you're catching you're catching. I mean, you're 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 slinging and catching. And I was surprised that he didn't have more injuries than he did because man, that's a lot of, you know, you have 180 kilos, 396 yeah. Yeah. pounds crashing down on your shoulders and you yeah, catch right. him in the bottom position of a snatch. And it's yeah.
1: like, wow, that's Think, Think about it, Marty. Oof. How much force was he creating when he was hitting the ground
2: oh, all God. that time when
1: he was 12 and up? So his body was totally prepared.
2: I know. I'm just saying that I just think that there's something to this. It's like, you know, maybe as a coach, I get excited about the idea of, oh, man, wouldn't it be great to get some, you know, parkour, uh, gymnastics, tricking kid who said, hey, I'd really like to get good at this year powerlifting. And like, okay, well, come on over here. Let's try this out. And, but get them to keep up what it is that they do. Not that they quit it. No, that's not the idea. The idea is that they get better at it because now they'll be stronger. And if you notice in his video, as he got stronger, he got better at tricking because he was able to stay airborne longer because he was able to jump higher. Mm -hmm. So much of the tricking is the ability to stay in the air and that's related to how high you can jump. And this guy could jump way high, which gives you a lot of time to do your stuff, right? Yeah. And that kind of explosiveness, like Jim said, you got to start when you're trying to scale walls, trace your height, you build it up then, then you increase it by putting them on some really quality strength training. I would just have them once a week, just give them to me once a week for an hour and let them go back to doing their thing, whatever it is. Just give them to me once a week. That's all. I'll make them strong. Is there anything else? I don't know. Uh, past that and being super, super agile, I'd like to see you know, they'd like to work in their you know, maybe have them wrestle. Right?
1: Yeah, another attribute. He could- but
2: I, I wouldn't heavy strength train them until they, they hit that, that puberty age for guys. Right. Right. Which Agreed. is ideal time to hit them by the way, because all of a sudden their, their little virgin systems are injected with testosterone and if you couple that with some quality resistance training, those gains that they make then last for life, right? So you're, 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 you're creating, you're sculpting the future human at that, that critical pu- puberty time period, but you have to be very careful. You don't injure or hurt or push too far, too fast on the one hand, but on the other hand, you got to keep them from leaping off 25 foot roofs
1: yeah, I mean, how, how good would he have done if he if he had somebody saying, "Oh, don't do that; you might get." You pushed past the point where where the momism would come in. Yeah. Where, don't climb so high. Don't climb yeah. so high; you're going to get hurt. I bet he had nobody saying that to him.
2: Yeah, you know what? You're probably
1: right, right? He Didn't have that. He didn't have
2: that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I just uh, I like the idea of dealing with these super agile kids. I like the idea that it's that it's popular out there. Right uh, now, the parkour—I mean, that's some dangerous stuff, man. I've seen some of those—the those the, the serious guys—and that stuff It's like I couldn't recommend that to anybody. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's just—it's. Uh, have you seen that, JP?
0: Yeah, the the different. Par- there, there's a lot of parkour uh, videos on on YouTube. You know what we? D- and stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Look up parkour on uh, on YouTube. You know what we didn't talk about too is just calisthenics which is kind of you know parkour and you know all kinds of stuff you know and, which he was doing some of i mean he was doing flags and muscle ups and yeah. you know, that's all part of calisthenics too so that's been a big rage for the past i don't know umpteen years you know good 10 years it really started to get uh popular again yeah when you're,
1: when you're saying calisthenics you're not talking about jumping jacks and stuff. You're talking about like burpees and. Uh,
0: no, yeah, I'm, no, I'm talking about. Um, chin ups.
1: You're talking about body weight you know, stuff.
0: Yeah. Bo- a lot of body weight stuff, muscle ups. Have you seen some of these guys do muscle ups? I mean, it's, it's. They just fly up and all of a sudden, so you are in a pull-up position, you're hanging and all of a sudden they just fly up and they're on top of the bar with their their arms fully extended, locked out. Yeah, you know. I mean they just—I I mean the ease in which some of these guys do it, and girls too. I mean uh, it's pretty incredible some of the, the stuff these guys are doing. But how, yeah, how do you take all that? What if there was a a template that these coaches had to where they could find these kids and bring them in and turn them into these athletes? I mean, because Marty, you've said. I've heard you say a lot of times, I mean, the best power lifters were previously athletes, right? Football players or, you know, they had some kind of athletic ability. So why not be a, you know, a a parkour person or a calisthenics person? You know, maybe that's the answer for the better Olympic weightlifter or the better powerlifter. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking
2: of the better athlete. Right. I don't really care about creating great power lifters. I just think that 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 training strategy is ideal for infusing absolute strength, which is a critical ingredient in being a great athlete. In fact, probably the predominant uh, attribute is strength. Speed's right there. Uh, Endurance, you got to have endurance, right? But these guys, again, I'm talking about. Clarence and this other guy, John Call, they introduced this idea that, no, it doesn't have to be this total domain of small people. We can introduce this element of of this explosive athleticism in big people. Now couple that with a big person's ability to get really strong. And I'm just telling you, it's like that's the, Wow. It's like, give me a field full of those guys and let's see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, there was another guy you were
0: mentioning. What's his name? Juju?
2: Yeah. Juju Mofu. Uh, uh, I think his real name is John, J-O-N-C-A-L-L, which oh, I think, okay. is, yeah, which called, I think is his Instagram thing.
1: Yeah, no and I, I,
2: I love the guy. He's got a great sense of humor. He's genuinely strong. He's not in Clarence's category in terms of strength, but he's another guy. He's just got great, great agility. He can, he can do the tricks. He can do the all that stuff. And full it splits. splits. he's a big guy. No oh, full splits is nothing to this guy. That's that's I'm talking hey, about. Hey, oh, he, I'm, he
1: does that while he's squatting.
2: Oh, crazy stuff. Yeah, but this guy's like pushing 240. Yeah, he's a
1: big dude, and he does he's, some bodybuilding too. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's in the game and he's got a great sense of humor. I love, I I just laugh my ass off watching his stuff. His crazy stuff. Oh, he did one where he rolled out on skates and did, uh, I don't know, a, <laughs> triple, a triple with 505 in the deadlift and then rolled away. Yeah. I was like, that's great. <laughs> but, but but can he
0: do the triple Lindy? Yes, he
2: can. He that's can. The, oh, right. he's, oh yeah. Oh,
0: he can go, baby. Uh, this, just uh, that's it. He's if we could of... only got a hold of Rodney Dangerfield at a young age, right? <laughs> those skills that he had with that triple ending. Oh my god! <laughs> so anyway, but, that but, that's go ahead. I'm sorry. But but okay. So Juju Clarence, uh, Clarence uh, Kennedy. We don't see many of these guys on uh, YouTube, do we? I mean, it's not YouTube is not exactly flooded with these guys, so. Maybe it is an extreme rarity. Maybe not everybody can, you know, become, you know, hone their skills and their athleticism like these guys. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you guys are looking around on YouTube. Do you see a whole ton of guys like doing the stuff that these guys are doing? No, no. <laughs> no, so the mean, thought that, that might that, be no no be. no
2: no no wait the point is that that we're suggesting that that could be the direction to go in the future right that 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 we're always looking for what could be the next breakthrough for in helping create the next level of athlete
1: right and starting and, on right
2: yeah and we've pretty well exhausted this strength thing we pretty well Exhausted the endurance thing and speed thing. There's a lot of people working on speed, but 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 uh, melding that with this this incredible agility and this incredible flexibility. It's like to me that's like okay. This is these guys are uh, offer a new dimension. And if it's teachable, then it's like all right. Well, what if you get some of these young genetic superstars? But we we have them do some of this stuff too because they would probably be very adept at it. I don't know if they need to do the parkour stuff where they're leaping off sheds and things like that, but they could certainly do the, you know, like anytime I go to the YMCA, they have a a kid's uh, tumbling class going. Yeah. Where they have the mats laid out and the kids are, you know, they're running around and having a good time. This is just more of a serious, you kind of take it to a, a more serious level, right? Where it's like, all right, we want to, do some of this break dance looking stuff right
1: let's talk about you know maybe the greatest running back of all top 10 greatest top five maybe walter payton yep. could he was on soul train yep that's as right as a dancer yep he could go the length of a field walking on his hands yep he had all that kind of strength then he added weightlift. and then who knows what else he was probably running track and, and, or, or long jumping or broad jumping and things like that. So he was doing something similar to this, right? Because that's, that's a sort of tumbling gymnastics things. Like he could do back flips, front flips, all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Jimmy, Jimmy, he was 180 pounds coming out of Mississippi Valley state. Is that right? Yeah. So, and he, and he played at 205. So yeah. he, he, that 25 pounds of muscle, he was kind of like a, I don't know, a punt returner kind of dude in college. Right scat back but he put that 25 pounds of muscle on him all of a sudden yeah. he became that power runner yeah. that we know and love and again he had that and he didn't lose that that incredible athletic ability that balance that speed that acceleration those reflexes that side to side vision you talk about that's yeah. being so important yeah. right it amplified it right but he had that to begin with he talked about when he was a kid if uh, Near the Mississippi River, they have these levees. They're these steep banks, yes. right, that hold the river back. And he talked about as a kid, he would run up the steep levee that built power in his legs. Then he would run down the levee, which lengthened his stride and built his speed. It also taught him how to fall
1: yeah. and roll and stop. And he, that's that's eccentric loading. Yeah. Well, he
2: would come down that thing, and occasionally he'd lose his balance and tumble. It's like no problem. I'll just do that that shoulder roll thing, like uh, that kid leaping off the building did, and then get back up, and then run back up the levee and build up power, and then back down the levee, and and all that stuff was done as a preteen. Yeah. What good What good background. Now the only thing is that that what if Walter had been born six foot three instead of five ten right? He would have played a different position. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Coming off the corner. Oh, he would have been the greatest whatever. Yeah. At whatever he played because he just would have had, they have that incredible athletic ability. I was watching Alan Iverson play on some old basketball films and it's like everybody is on one speed and this guy's on a different speed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. It's just like everybody else is on 33. This guy's on 45. He's like, zip 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 he's like speedy gonzalez and everybody else is like what what where did you go what happened and it was like you talk about the reflexes the the stop and start speed that
1: acceleration that ability to stop in a dime right all that stuff and combined with the playing harder than everybody else Uh, then he maximized all those gifts uh,
2: i believe iverson would have leapt off a 25 foot building yeah he was he was something else (laughs) yeah no you're right I'm just saying he was, yeah, that was my kind
0: of hard knocks
2: kid. Hey, uh, go hey, ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Hey, Jim, uh, you know, since you were a, a strength and conditioning coach for a university of Penn for 20 years, I mean, you saw some really incredible athletes mm-hmm. um that you worked with. I mean, do you think that the most gifted athletes had diverse backgrounds like this, like yes. doing stuff like this yeah. of all yeah, sorts yeah. of, You
1: know how I could tell a lot of times the big guys had only played football. And Mm -hmm, you tell right right away because when I put boxing gloves on them, man, it it was some rough athleticism. You know, it was it was very, very goofy. Goofy. Right. So what they'd learned, Marty, is to just go straight ahead. You know, they had played this thing, played football and just because they were always the big kid and they probably hey you can tumble too. Hey, you can play lacrosse too.
2: I had a, a, an old school NFL center tell me, he said, oh, man, when I first came up, he said you had to be like Mike Webster. You had to bench press 550 and, you know, run a 4 eight, 40 weigh in 270. He said, now, he said, they're like big buildings with fast feet that get in front of you. Yeah, because it's the all- offensive linemen. The offensive linemen. They, 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 they have really fast feet, and they're really big, and they just put their bodies between you and the quarterback. Yeah, they wall you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said back. He said back in Webster days, the guys weighed two eighty with five five hundred benches. Now they weigh four hundred with four hundred benches.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well you because know what it always begs the question how years great
0: years.
1: you know there were some great athletes great players but how great would they have been right like how, could they be have they even been greater so like somebody like yeah. LT lawrence uh, Taylor. incredible what's that Oh, no, it's incredible yeah amazing athlete i mean you know uh the story is in when he was at north carolina they had him on special teams as a freshman and he would always jump over the wedge yeah and so, because 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 he could, right? You know, but then you know when he got to the pros. Now I wasn't with him, so I'm just I'm just saying his his reputation as a worker, as a somebody who off season did so much stuff. Now he may have, um, but if if he didn't do that, how great could he have been if his whole life he had taken that off season? And always trained, you know, with different modalities and trained different ways and, and all this stuff, you know. That's- right.
2: I heard he did. I heard he didn't weight train. Another one who didn't weight train was Jim Brown. Yeah. Well, that just was upon didn't do before, it, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, there's another one. It's like, wow, what if you get got him weight training a little bit? It's like, you know, the same thing with Lawrence Taylor. Uh, again, just a great, great, great athlete, but a genetically gifted, almost um, freak of nature, right? Yeah, Bo Jackson too. Bo Jackson too, another one. He never was a serious weight trainer. Uh, but these guys, for, you know, they're one in a million. Shaq, you know, a, a guy with, uh, you know, a, a big guy that's seven foot <laughs> one. I mean, he's just so gigantic but can move great,
1: you know. Imagine him squatting. He'd be so, take so long to get down to the bottom. <laughs> he'd have to weigh five. He'd have to weigh 600 pounds. Guarantee you're going to him seven now. Guarantee. Oh, I guarantee it, too. Yeah, he was just,
2: uh, uh, again, these are genetic wonders,
0: which you're going to have. Right? Jim, you're going
2: to have these people.
0: Can you can you imagine the range of motion on, on uh, Shaq? <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. Fence press. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. All right. Well, I think we run this one out pretty good. What do you think, JP? Yeah, good stuff.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I like it. And I think, Marty, I think you need to go out to the garage gym this weekend, put on a flannel shirt, go out there, get your vice out, maybe a hammer and figure out the template that we can put together to sell to these schools and all that that'll you know, turn these kids into these super athletes. You got a kid just ready, ready for it. We'll write it up for you.
2: Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I'd have better luck if I went to the local reform school.
1: <laughs> good All good right.
0: Stuff. Let me have one of those guys. All right. Yeah. Good one indeed here. Very interesting. Uh, so check out Marty's weekly column raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. We've got a lot of good stuff. Going up, and by the way, this uh, in praise of Clarence Kennedy, this article is up on the website right now, so you guys can go check it out. Just go to ironcompany.com, go to the top where it says articles and podcast, and click on that and go to uh, Marty's section there. And you'll Clarence see is gonna that. be like,
1: Why are I getting all these views from Luxembourg?
0: What's going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe he'll come on one day. There's probably a whole lot of questions we could ask him. Um, and visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. We've got tons of stock right now. You need uh, rubber hex dumbbells, urethane hex, uh, bumper plates, kettlebells, everything. We've got power bars, anything you need for a garage gym, school weight room, commercial gym. We've got it. We just got all our uh, new sanitizing wipes in too for your uh, wipes dispensers. So we've got a whole bunch of those things.
1: You know what uh, my we've... you know what my gym has, JP? Has they have those? Uh, they look like heaters, but they take the germs out of the room. You ever seen those? Were they UV
0: heater? Yeah, it's probably UV. I think UV kills coronavirus and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, they got a bunch of those, man. And you know we haven't had a case. In. Huh? Yeah. But lots of wipes a, too, lots of wipes.
0: Yeah, lots yeah. of wipes, sanitizing wipes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Jim Steele, let's see. We've got an article going up. Explain the article that we've got going. I think that goes up next week.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's part first. one of a uh, transformation since we were talking about transformation what we'll we talked yeah. about it a lot. And I just took a, a 40-year-old guy who got out of the shower one morning, looked in the mirror and said, what happened to me? And he wants to start a program. He wants to start a diet. He wants to start lifting. He's got 12 weeks. He's got a, a reunion coming up. Oh, yeah. so he gets in touch with his uncle, Randy, motivated. right? And mm-hmm. his uncle is an expert in all this. And he's putting them on a program. They, they write everything down and then he's getting ready to get started. But it's the whole, this, this month is all the background of everything and, the, uh, you know, where he wants to be. And the next month will be his training and his, uh, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty well, of it all.
0: Well, Jim, why didn't this guy call you? Uh, it's fictitious, JP. <laughs> yeah, but you could have said he called you. I guess but... trying to get you some more business, man. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, then pretend it's me. All right. <laughs> and your website bass no boss barbell b a s barbell dot com. You got anything going on?
1: Yeah, I got a new column up. I can't remember what it's about right now, but oh, it's a story about when I was when I was in college. Um, mm-hmm. one night when I was in college. Uh-oh. We yeah. better stop right there. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. <laughs> Just remember the Marty Gallagher. That's all you need to remember. <laughs> oh,
0: all yeah. for for, for Instagram. Insta- it would, By the way, Jim, what's your... Do uh, you want to give your Instagram?
1: jmsteels74. Okay. Yeah, if I know you, or if you tell me who you are. Oh, yours is private. Yeah, right? but if, if you say, hey, I listen to the podcast, and... I'm not a serial killer. I'd be like, come on, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then Marty's is the
1: Marty Gallagher. He's got another one, too.
0: I don't know if he I think that's more of his personal. Which is your... I know you don't have a business, Marty, but the one you like to interact with, like, listeners and and people, the Marty Gallagher?
2: I have no idea. I have no
0: idea.
2: My wife right, just so. hands my wife just hands it to me and says, "Write something, Tolstoy." Yeah, I noticed she have been writing. Well, she sticks it in my face and she says, "Write something, Turgenev." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good.
0: Well, you do a lot of stuff on Facebook too.
2: I don't know. Do I?
0: Well, yeah.
2: Apparently,
0: <laughs> somebody does. She
2: keeps right. more, she keeps making me photograph my my meals. Yeah, I noticed that.
0: You know, like I said, we gotta we gotta do some articles or a podcast on some of the stuff you're cooking up over there because I'll tell you what, chicken and fish and all this and beef, Meatballs. It can get a little boring sometimes, but the dishes that you're posting on, on this Instagram and <laughs> Facebook, it's like you're starting over again with chicken and beef and, and fish, you know. Meat
2: and I've been on a meatball blitzkrieg as of late that's worked out well. I'd forgotten, I'd I'd totally forgotten I knew how to make meatballs. It just slipped my mind. It's like one day I was like, I'm trying to do burgers without bread. So I was like, ah, this is terrible. So I said, oh, you know how to make meatballs. So I, I resurrected him, it's like, fantastic.
0: Well, you know what, now that it's getting warmer and we're coming into spring and summer, you and I got to get into some really good yes. meat smoking with yes. some. I just,
2: cleaned, I just cleaned the deck off yesterday and got my smoker ready. I'm thinking I might go up today and get my
1: first rack of ribs of the year. Okay. So you well, we, to, we should have a smoke Mennonite off farm.
0: or something. Hmm? Yeah,
1: do you have a butcher or you go to the Mennonite farm?
0: Uh,
2: Mennonites. Yeah. I'm going to get a St. Louis rack, a big old rack, and just do it. Plain like and the, simple.
1: Those Mennonite ladies are really nice. Oh yeah, they,
2: they they always ask about you, Jim. They do. They okay, do. Swear to God. Order.
1: I wasn't allowed to talk when I, I went in I there. Don't I don't want to hear that movie. I would say something to the ladies. I, I uh, could never do that.
2: I don't want them throwing themselves at you in front of me. It's embarrassing.
0: He was. Uh, well, I don't he, know. Force, baby. He, he was afraid you were going to unleash too many f bombs inside there, and uh, you know. You do well, that, I, I, and they I, have I, to save you and everything else. It's a long process. Well,
1: I told you that. It's what he said. He said, don't take something messed up to these ladies. There. They're really nice. So, sometimes the juice just like, ain't Murray, worth the squeeze hanging I, I, with Jimmy Steele. He can take me out. I'm allowed
2: to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you know, he's like, he, 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 he acts like I've never been out with him to eat and seen him work his mojo on the waitresses, right? And I'm like, please don't do this to these Mennonite ladies. If those bonnets, <laughs> They can't, can, I have to deal with them every week and you get to go back to Jersey and be rude, okay? But I have to stay here yeah. So please, please don't act out and don't ask anybody for a date. or You know what I mean? If yeah. those bonnets
1: don't turn you on, <laughs> something's wrong with you. Jim, Jim is
2: known him. for... Yeah, we said the
0: same thing.
2: Jim, Jim is when known he, for just when he visited.
0: Yes, that's right, Kirk. He, he's Jim is known for just carpet bombing the entire area and then just getting up and leaving, and moving on to the next situation. Yes, that's
2: no <laughs> true. Yes.
0: So anyway, so, all right. And one, and one more thing for uh, online training. You guys are doing a lot of that. You're doing it all yes, over the world.
2: Yes, all over the world. Every country. So, so we get America. a lot of
0: inquiries. I don't have anybody in Antarctica. We get a lot of inquiries because, you know why? Because you're getting people results. Uh, so if you guys out there are interested in online training, you can email marty at ironcompany.com or jim mm-hmm. at ironcompany.com. I
1: just remembered and I got an email. I didn't answer from you, JP, about the client. Yep.
0: Yes. Well, listen, that's one thing. I mean, if you know, these people that. are inquiring, you got to respond. And you guys are real good about that. So all right. All so right. that's it, guys. I appreciate it. That was great. Yeah, that was a good one. Right. Very good. All right. Later. All right. We'll we'll see you day. bye.